podcasting today from Mount Pleasant, Utah. This is the Sampete Horse Training Podcast. Sampete Horse Training's mission statement is simple, to send home a respectful, well-rounded, and well-broke horse that can handle a variety of situations. In today's episode, company manager and veterinarian Dr. Eric Dent and company horse trainer Anna are here to discuss training from first contact to first ride on an American Mustang. Welcome, Dr. Dent. I'm excited for this topic. Welcome, Anna. Thanks for having me. So today I'm just going to ask you some questions and just get your input on these and your answers and see what your thought process is and your experience of working with a Mustang. Dr. Dent, first off, could you please take us through the typical process of first contact to first ride? When we first get a Mustang, we've loaded in it into a stock trailer. And we just back it straight up to our round pen and um, open the back door and let them into the round pen and just immediately start working with them right there. We prefer not to have them haltered as they come to us uh, from the BLM. That way we can actually round pen them and do a few things without a rope dragging um, around their feet. And uh, basically the first three or four days are a little different than a domestic colt where we we round pen them, we get them turning good, um, then we rope them and pull them into us to where they're facing us. We work on a bunch of desensitizing with the rope, and then we eventually work up to where we can touch them, and then we get the halter on them. And then um, really once we've got the halter on them and them leading pretty decent, then it's pretty much exactly the same as any other uh, domestic colt, with a few differences because they are a little more wild. Um, but it's a fairly quick and, and simple process um, to get them to that point. How long does it take to first touch or halter a wild Mustang? So not nearly as long as you would think. When I initially went to do it, I assumed it would take me about six hours, um, but I did in about three and that being said, you get really, really close to the Mustang within within the very first hour. Uh, so you've started, you've roped them, and you're pulling them kind of towards you, and then you release the pressure when they're looking at you so that they figure out that that's the right answer. And once they figure out that looking at you is the right answer, um, it goes really quickly from there. They let you get pretty close to you. It's just the first first touch that takes a little bit more time um, but once once you've touched them it's pretty easy just to get the halter on them from there thank you um, the next question I have here is how do you know when the training is starting to click with the horse I think for me it has everything to do with them starting to show any sign of relaxation that to me is the number one indicator that you're starting to make some significant progress after you've kind of gotten to know the horse a little bit more, you notice that the space between them being reactive to showing signs of relaxation starts to shorten quite a bit. Uh, so sometimes you'll pull the horse out and they're reactive for quite a bit and it takes you, uh, you know, 10 minutes to get them to start showing signs of relax relaxation. Whereas when they start to really understand, they're almost immediately ready to move forward with learning something new. Great. What equipment do you use, or is there anything special that you need to use when working with these Mustangs right from the BLM? 
it's really not much equipment. Um, the the only real difference is we have to make sure that the round pen is is a sufficient round pen for a wild horse. Um, just a typical five five and a half foot panel is just not good enough. They can jump right over the top of those, or at the very least, smash into them and do a bunch of damage to them. So. We have a custom round pen that's six and a half uh, to seven feet tall and very, very heavy gauge steel. Um, that way, if they do try anything, which most of them don't, then you're not going to lose the horse. Um, and then really, there's just your typical equipment, such as um, a lariat, a pair of gloves, uh, a stick and string, some desensitizing equipment, and then a saddle. Um, and, and we usually typically use a, a hack more for the first few times that we ride them and then eventually switch them over to a, a snaffle bit. But it doesn't really take a whole lot of, of equipment to, to get them started. I noticed that for me, something that's really nice to use is the lariat, especially at the beginning. That's almost an extension of your hand, and so they can be far away from you and you can desensitize them by throwing it toward them and letting it touch them. Um, being able to control the pressure and the release from a distance. Great, good information. Are they, do they seem to ever be super afraid of you? And if they are, does that ever go away? At the very beginning, uh, yeah, they, you know, they tend to be super afraid of you. Yeah, afraid of you. Uh, they can also be more like defensive of their space. Uh, but it's kind of funny, horses are actually pretty curious. And so a lot of the times, uh, they're curious just as much as, as they are scared of you. Uh, but once they figure out that you're not there to, to eat them, um, then they get pretty interested about, about what you're doing and, um, and kind of start to want to be more in your space. I totally agree that it's, you know, in my mind, it's a little bit of a, a switch that has flipped somewhere about the fifth to 10th day of training where at first they're very, very afraid that flight response is very active. They want to get away from you. And then at some point they start to realize that you're not as much of a threat and it actually goes the opposite direction. The pendulum swings and then all of a sudden they get pushy and you have to be careful when that switch occurs that you're not, um, you know, you've got to make sure that you're switching the way that you're uh, interacting with them as they're switching from being afraid to starting to be pushy. Is there any one exercise that makes the biggest difference with a horse? Uh, the one that I noticed the biggest difference with, uh, I think, is the round penning, especially uh, get, kind of getting them to look at you and want to follow you to begin with, uh, learning that, you, that you're the kind of the one that's, that's in charge and you're pushing them around, but you're also allowing them into your space at times. It really helps with the first ride, too, because then, then they're understanding cues from the ground already. Uh, they're understanding when to walk, when to trot, when to lope. They also um, learn to, to keep the stride for quite a while um, instead of breaking down and not having to worry about those little things on the first ride they've already been kind of taken care of and taught previously. I think that the answer to this question is different with every horse. Um, if I were to say, you know, one or two exercises that I think consistently make the biggest difference, not with every case, but with most. Um, probably the two that I would pick would be laying the horse down. That, especially in Mustangs, it, sometimes that makes a really big difference with them, just kind of in their psyche. It makes them um, a little more humble and vulnerable. 
And then the other exercise that I really think, I just don't even think I would get on a Mustang without doing it, would be the one where we sit up on top of the fence and then we make them work out away from the person that's on the fence and then we let them rest next to the fence with the person up above them. This exercise makes a big difference in prepping them for the rider being up above them. And it's just a really big desensitizing tool to, to kind of accommodate those fears for the very first ride so that they don't show up in, in a time when the, the trainer is going to get hurt. Great. So both of you have touched on some of the exercises that you do when the horse arrives, but I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are real curious as to like the first time you get on them. So what characteristics of the horse's demeanor let you know that they are ready for the first ride? I think uh, there's two things that I would suggest for for this. The first is that they've got to be willing to move. Um, You know, contrary to maybe my original thoughts back before I had a little bit of experience with Mustangs, I I would always be maybe worried that I would have to you know, absolutely shut them down and make them so they didn't want to run and, and uh, you know, be worried that they would try to run away with me. And that almost never occurs. If there's one problem that does occur, it's almost always that they don't want to move. When we do the first ride, we always make them walk, trot, and lope. And you'd be amazed at the number of horses that don't want to move. Um, and so it's really important that they get that prep work in the round pen you know, several times loping around the round pen without breaking down to the trot makes a huge difference. The other uh, characteristic that I think is important is that they've got to be in the state of mind where they're starting to think their way through the vast majority of of situations instead of reacting their way through those. Um, And, you know, it doesn't mean they're perfect at this, but you want to make sure that they're thinking their way through it because you're about to throw something at them that they've never experienced before. And if they're reactive, that can end up being a a really big wreck. Something that I've noticed is that they they start their relaxation signs by kind of blinking at first, and then they'll start sighing. And then as they become, you know, they're with you more and they're starting to learn quite a bit more, you'll notice that they start licking their lips and giving you more apparent signs of relaxation. And so a lot of times when I'm introducing different exercises or they're approaching a new a new concept and the, uh, the speed that they go through to the relaxation and to thinking the thinking process that makes it makes me realize that they're, you know, a little bit ready for something more. So when you when you feel that they're ready for that first ride, what do you expect from that first ride? Quite frankly, this is one of the most predictable things about training horses, in my opinion. Um, it, this is the one thing that we do that seems to go pretty much exactly the same with every horse, as long as they're prepped for it correctly. So we expect them to accept the rider in the saddle, um, to adjust to that weight. We expect them to be a little bit clumsy with that weight. Um, but we expect them to walk, trot, and lope. We expect them to turn and start to become soft to the hackamore. And um, we expect them to learn to come off of foot pressure, yielding hindquarters, and things like that. Um, But honestly, this is one of the most predictable things that we do in horse training. If it's done right, as far as the prep work goes, 
you can expect basically an, an identical ride with almost every horse that you do. The first rides are probably one of my favorite parts about, about this whole process. They're really predictable and you kind of know exactly what's going to happen on your end and on the horse's end. Um, as far as like an adrenaline rush goes, you don't really get it that much on the first ride. You know, people start to think of, of it as a bucking or a wild ride or you hold on until they stop. But really what you expect is, is exactly what you've been teaching them to do the whole time. I would, I would really add to this that um, when it comes to the first ride, if the prep work has been done properly, then the first ride is nothing more than the groundwork training that you have already done. There just happens to be a passenger in the saddle. That's the only difference for the horse. When you look at it from that perspective, the horse, they know exactly what they're doing. The only difference is that all of a sudden there's weight in the saddle. Great. That's that's really insightful. Um, both of you touched on my next my next question is you'd both mentioned the sa the saddle and then horses bucking. Do most of these horses buck when you put the saddle on them for the first time since they'd been out on they were raised on the desert and they've never had anything done with them? Do that? Does that bother them? I would say that probably somewhere around. 25 to 30 percent of horses will buck when we put the saddle on for the first time and you know what that's perfectly okay it's it's a little bit of a different feeling for them once they have uh, been saddled for the first time we don't really allow that to happen we really make a move if they try to buck but it's more common for them to not buck than it is for, to, to actually see them buck for the first time that you put the saddle on on most of my experiences, they actually haven't bucked, um, but I think that that has a lot to do a lot to do with what we've done prior to prepare them for it. We've uh, had them, you know, do a lot of groundwork around it with it just on the ground. Uh, they've had it in uh, touching them. They've had they've had a rope kind of placed around the barrel of their, you know, the barrel of their body, to tightening it and making sure that they're kind of used to the pressure and everything. Um, and so then when the saddle is placed on it, on a, and even if their initial reaction is to buck, we immediately kind of send them out and start doing an exercise that they already know, that they already understand to kind of put their brain from reactive into thinking. Thank you. How long do you think it, do you feel that it really takes from the first contact to the first ride? Uh, so a little bit longer than domestic colts, uh, but generally within the first week, uh, you can, you know, you can get the saddle on them. Uh, the first five days or so are, you know, maybe a little bit different than domestic colts, but after that point, it goes fairly quickly. Uh, the first ride can be anywhere between 10 days to uh, a month. My internal guideline that the employees have never really known about is if they've made it to three weeks without the first ride, I know they're not doing their job very well. Well, there you have it, Anna. You've got a standard now. Anna, do you do you ever feel like they're going to become just like any other domesticated horse? Yeah, for sure. It's it's kind of funny. Sometimes they hit that point where where they almost become deadheads a little bit. Uh, they get used to everything, and they get their kind of their confident streak back that has kept them alive all this time. Uh, they're pretty 
hardy compared to other horses uh, too and so um, I feel like they they kind of go through the motions quite a bit quicker as well. I really think that the only long-term differences that you see between a Mustang and a domestic horse is just that the Mustangs have so much more stamina and the vast majority of them have a lot more try, kind of that heart that people talk about. But realistically, once you get to a certain point in training, it, it's pretty much exactly the same as training a domestic horse. Um, however, I never have seen a domestic horse that, that could go quite as long, quite as, many, quite as many miles or quite as hard of a ride as what a Mustang can do. And so I do think that there's always a difference there because they've grown up learning how to work for a living instead of being welfare recipients. Thanks. Anna, you had mentioned just briefly about the emotions in the horse. What emotions do you see in the, the horses from first contact to first ride? They really transition just fine. Uh, I know that my Mustang, the very first one that I did, you know, I turned him out into the round pen, expecting him to have to bring put in a stall, you know, a stall for ever since he had been caught that he'd go running off and try to go through the fence or something like that. But he just kind of sniffed around, rolled, and then went back to the gate to wait for me to come get him so he could be fed. He really transitioned just fine. Um, all of his needs were being met, so he was happy. I don't really know that emotion is even the right word. Um I don't know that horses really feel true emotions from a standpoint of what we feel as humans. Um, horses are not motivated by the same things that people are motivated by. You know, we, we uh, seek acceptance. We seek um, inclusion, people caring about us, caring about what we think. And horses don't really relate to that. They, they relate to um, basic stuff like you know, being safe and um, having food and making sure that they're not on the receiving end of a kick from another horse that's higher on the pecking order than them. Um, and so I, I really feel like anthropomorphism in horse training it is whenever that occurs, that's when people start being ineffective as trainers. Um, and horses really don't connect on the same level from an emotional standpoint as as what some other dog, uh, animals like, say, say like a dog does. Um, I'm sure I'll probably make some enemies by making that comment, but you know, to me, it's very, very apparent the difference between when you come home from work and you walk in the door and your dog sees you, there's true emotion in that, in that interaction. Whereas when you come home from work and you go to feed your horse, there's not the same thing there. Um, and so I really think that horses respect us making them move helping them to think and be desensitized, but they don't really think on terms of emotions like some of the other domestic animals do. Thanks. Anna, you had mentioned that you didn't feel like the horses had a hard time transitioning from being in the wild to coming to the training facility. Dr. Dent, what are your thoughts on that? I think that um, I look at this a little bit differently than most people just because of my medical background. Um, I think the transition that occurs from the wild to being trained is more akin to a true physiologic stress response than it is to some sort of a mental, you know, being worried sort of a response. 
I think that these horses, um, the most difficult thing that they have uh, is from, from a standpoint of the transition from the wild to captivity is just that their, their senses are kind of on sensory overload because of all of the stimulus that is, that is occurring um, around them. And that does create a stress response, an actual physiologic change in their body. But that goes away fairly quickly. They start to become very desensitized to um, things around them. I heard an analogy one time that I think applies in this situation. Um, if you had any horse, doesn't matter if it's wild or domesticated, that was born without a tail, and then one day, three or four years later, you taped a tail onto their little stump, they would probably totally freak out that that tail was there. They would wonder why that thing's chasing them, and it would be very, very concerning to them. But after three or four days, it would just be normal for them. And I think that going from the wild to captivity is very similar to that. There's a lot of stuff that happens in those first few days that is very concerning to them. But when it happens every day for the rest of their life, they eventually just get used to it. Thanks. I just have one last question for each of you. What is the hardest part of training during the period of first contact to first ride? Anna. I would say the safety aspect of it, uh, they are very defensive of their space. So you're going to be met with a, a lot of striking and, and, you know, even rearing, kicking with their back feet, even biting. Um, getting past that first, that first part um, is probably the hardest. And after that, it's pretty similar to any other domestic horse. I think probably the part that struck me the most the first few times that I worked with a Mustang is... Um, just how aware they are of every little change that occurs around them. And I think this makes the training fairly difficult. When you're working with a domestic colt, if you come out with a different pair of gloves the next day, they don't really care about that. With a Mustang, you come out with a different pair of gloves and, and you just wasted 20 minutes of your, of your day trying to get them desensitized to that pair of gloves. And so I think that's fairly difficult in some horses. Um, just from a standpoint of it takes a lot more time to get them used to the little things that most domestic cults don't really care about. And that is uh, most dramatic within the first probably two weeks of working with them. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule today and interviewing and answering these questions that I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. And we will let you get back to your day and we appreciate our listeners for being here with us and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast we just want to remind everybody that we do have a buy a mustang program you can check out our website at www.sandpetehorse.com for the information and our contact information is on there